0: Welcome to One City Podcast. Today, pastors Chris and Karen Conley will take a deeper
1: dive into this week's message and teach us to apply the truth of God's word in our lives.
0: Hey everyone, welcome to Conversations. This is Karen and Chris Conley, and we are here having a conversation about part three of Of more than conquerors. And this is a sermon series that we are actually finishing today. This is the last of of a part three series. And Chris, I have loved this series. I honestly wish it was a little bit longer. um, But I know that several of the themes in here we will see in other ways, shapes and forms coming up in the future. But just as a quick recap, um, let me encourage you go back and listen to the other messages. Um, But just as a way of reminder that first week you talked about that we're more than copers and you know we're called to be conquerors and we live in a culture where everybody's just coping and so really in that first message you set the stage and then the second week of that series you talked about that we have to conquer the small things first And I really loved and appreciated this message because I think sometimes we can speak with such grandiose ideas and, you know, we're all going to go out and change the world. And then you realize, oh, wait, you know, you know, you got to be able to just get out of bed and, and do some of the basic things first. And and so I felt like that message really hit no matter where you were. Let's get the bases covered. And then that built to this week. And that's like, okay. So do that assessment and figure out where you need to grow and where you need to strengthen some of those basics. And then once you've done that, that brings us to this week's message. And it means that because we've conquered those small things, the focus this week was we can conquer big things second. And... I just feel like that's really realistic that um, we do have to cover the bases first. And so, Chris, as we think about this final message and just this whole idea of being more than conquerors, I've got a bunch of questions for you. But maybe let me just stop and ask you, as you think about this final message and, and kind of setting the stage for our conversation, what direction do you feel like needs to be highlighted the most?
1: Yeah, the the thing that really spearheaded my thoughts in this message was when I began to think about what most people pray about, I feel like most people just pray about their problems. They pray about their pain. And ultimately, we're driven by, you know, how do we reduce the number of problems? You know, how do we minimize our pain? In many ways, it's all about like the absence of But yet the series more than conquers is really about victory. It's not about defeats. And in in a lot of ways, I think people are also praying about like, okay, reduce the number of losses in my life, the number of defeats in my life. And I just want to flip the paradigm. You know, I just want us to take on the mentality of winning. And, you know, one of the things that we said in this message was you got to win the day. And then if you win the day, then you can win the week and then you win the week and win the month. And, and it just, you know, you begin to gain some momentum, but really the key to all of that is living for a purpose that is bigger than yourself.
0: Chris, um, as we think about just that concept of living for something bigger than yourself, um, one of the statements that you made, um, in this series, and honestly, I think it's you have a, a way of doing this in multiple arenas, but sometimes it's when you look at the opposite that you realize how important the the other other you know the other perspective is. But you said purpose is important; it's definitely better than a lack of purpose. And so, as we think about okay, our conversations and this podcast, one of the purposes is to help apply what people have heard um, to kind of maybe take it to the next step the next level and so as we think about um, this idea of purpose um, it can feel so big it can feel so like what is my purpose you know how many how many you know philosophers spend their whole lives just you know waxing eloquence about that what would you say would be the first place for somebody to start if they're maybe saying, I don't just really feel like I, I live on mission or purpose, or I'm not really sure. I'm just kind of going through the motions. How would you, how would you begin that process?
1: Well, it's, it's very similar to the conversation about the will of God. People are always asking, well, I mean, what is the will of God? Like it's some great mystery. The will of God, the the purpose of God, it's written for us. It's already stated for us. And so the challenge isn't discovering it. The challenge is just bringing your life into alignment with it. And so, yes, you know, we all have different careers and things of that nature. But ultimately, the purpose that we are living for is not our individual purpose. Um, we are to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto us. And these, all these things are those things typically that we put above his purpose. And we are so self-consumed that we turn the discussion of purpose into, well, what's my individual purpose? We, we turn the discussion of the will of God as to what's the will of God for my life? Versus just what is the will of God? How do I adjust my life to it? What is the purpose of God? How do I adjust my life to it? The purpose is that we are to go make disciples. The purpose is we are to glorify God and bring good to man. But what we've got to do is look at our strengths, look at our skills, and see how has God gifted us, and then how do we be a good steward of our time. And yes, you know, He wants you to prioritize your family. And yes, he wants you to prioritize work. But in the midst of that, do not compartmentalize, make him preeminent in all things, and then pursue that purpose through your work. Pursue that purpose through your family. Pursue his purpose through your friendships.
0: Well, I love... um... I love the way that you put that and I think you know the the point that you made and and I think just even as as, as you went on in the message um, sometimes I think that we can be so super spiritual about things that that we actually are paralyzed and do nothing and so you know in the in the statement that you made positive emotion comes from purpose pursuit and progress. Of course, you alliterated those because you like that, um, and I do too because that helps me remember them. Um, but in that, you know, we are people who we're not robots, and our emotions do impact us. And you know, it's that that kind of thing where you it, you know they talk about you will you will see what you're looking for. And so, if you're somebody and you want to be more than a conqueror. And you, you know, are going okay. What can I do in this world to have a purpose? That when you begin looking in that direction, that is where positive emotion comes, and that helps for you then to al- almost in a self fulfilling way be able to become more than a conqueror. But you've got to put that those blocks in first.
1: Well, and, and and that's why you know when we say positive emotion, okay. Um, that's something all of us want. And what generates that positive emotion? Yes, there's times it's the achievement of the purpose. um, But really, I think it's the pursuit that allows that positive emotion to be the most consistent. When you get up every day, and you have clarity around what God's purpose is, you don't have to achieve it every day. But if you're just making progress, if you're just pursuing, if there's just an honest day's work, so to speak, invested in your eternal purpose, the value that you have as a man or woman of God, as a son or daughter of God, then you can lay your head down at night and feel like this was a day well-lived because it wasn't just about me, but it was actually about God's kingdom. It was about God's people. It was about advancing his heartbeat, his love to people. And at the end of the day, that is valuable. It's incredibly valuable. And then if you compare and contrast that with, no, I spent all day worried about something, stressed about something, focused on the small details about something, you know, focused on myself and, and what was really going to make me happy today, versus it's more blessed to give than to receive you know, I'll I'll give an example. Here recently, um, there is um, a friend of ours that just is someone I really, really believe in and someone that I think has enormous opportunity. And I was willing to drive several hours to go meet with this friend and, and invest in them and drive several hours back and it never troubled me once to make that drive. Why? Because A, it's God's purpose. B, it's God's people. And C, there's an opportunity to make a difference. And so all of that is worth it because you're doing something bigger than yourself.
0: And I would just say, just to echo that, like even just this last weekend, we had a picnic um, where we invited a lot of neighbors in in, uh, the neighborhood where our future home will be. And and it was true person after person after person. We put a lot of hours in. We, you know, we were all exhausted at the end of the day, but everybody was so excited to be a part of something and to make a difference and to, to love on people. And so if you're struggling right now, um, man... You're going to feel like I don't have the energy or I don't have the time or there's going to be a hundred excuses why you can't go do something for somebody else. But I promise you, if you just commit to doing something for somebody else um you will feel better afterwards and it does help shift your perspective and give you that purpose and that does fuel a life where you do have that emotion helping you to become more than a conqueror
1: it, it's really a paradox it, it's like this is hard to believe intellectually but even people who are in debt and who are struggling with you know bad stewardship principles that if they were to start giving and start committing themselves to, you know, just take a small percentage of their dollars and give, then it just changes the perspective in every single way that actually we have seen people be able to get out of debt by becoming givers because that became a catalyst to every form of stewardship and something bigger and better than themselves than someone who thinks, you know, that they can't afford to give because they're in debt. And that, that upside down kingdom thinking works everywhere. And so like you just said, when, when we feel like we have nothing to give is when actually we probably need to give the most because the more we give, the more we're, we're filled up. And then it's that, that idea that, you know, um, what happens is fill me up, God, and pour me out. Fill me up and pour me out.
0: Chris, um, one of the things that you said in the message when you thought about this idea of um, being more than a conqueror was to pick one thing to conquer, which I appreciate because you can only conquer one thing at a time. But probably, I don't know if this surprised people, but you also suggested pick the easiest thing to conquer, Now, anybody familiar with Dave Ramsey, um, you know, in the the debt snowball, um, knows that principle. But apply it to this situation right here. Why do you say, you know, conquer the easiest thing first?
1: Because we do need to gain confidence through a small victory. In that if we begin to see um, our ability to make a choice, and that choice turns into our ability to conquer something, then literally our faith grows. And in light of that, um, we begin to gain confidence. And then, you know, there's momentum that comes from that confidence. I mean, it can be as simple and easy as, okay, you know, let's conquer the day by spending 15 or 20 minutes with God in a priority time. And, you know, a lot of times people make a priority time so super spiritual and think that you've got to spend an hour in a priority time that they always feel defeated by it. But if they would just start their day with literally 15, 20 minutes, it is amazing how much of that 15 or 20 minutes becomes a catalyst to conquer throughout the day. And so, again, you know, one right decision applied at the right time begins to inspire more right decisions.
0: So Chris, I think this is something that um, as people are thinking, and really, honestly, this is, you know, to just listen to a podcast and, and, you know, be caught up on listening to them is far less useful than applying even one truth from something that you listen to. And so as you're driving or you're listening to this podcast, I really would encourage you to think, okay, what is one thing that you are going to be intentional to conquer? And again, okay, start with something easy. Um, but one of the other things that you talked about was picking a purpose that you can be passionate about. Um, in some ways that seems obvious, like, you know, you're not going to pick something you're not passionate about, but maybe what are some of the ways that, that, that people end up picking the wrong thing or, or, or need a little bit more guidance in that general direction?
1: Yeah. I mean, well, a lot of times, you know, we feel overly responsible. We feel guilty about something. It's, you know, what I should do, what I ought to do, what I need to do. Versus, again, if I'm going to build a lifestyle of conquering and I'm going to be build a lifestyle where I'm just making one winning decision after another, then God has given me specific um, strengths and skills, given me specific interest where I'm naturally going to enjoy some things more than others. And guess what? Serving doesn't have to be hard. Uh, you can enjoy it. Um, Being a servant leader is a pleasure. It's a privilege. Um, and, And so when you do that, just think about, you know, there are certain things you do that you enjoy that you would love to do more of. We'll just do them with a kingdom perspective. You know, do them with, you know, a team of people to advance the kingdom. I mean, it could be something as simple as, okay, I enjoy running. All right, we'll get a couple people together from church and you know start running together and build friendships at the exact same time it can be something as simple as that it can be more than that but i'm just trying to kind of combine the idea of a easy thing to conquer with a passionate thing that i'm that i'm i care deeply about
0: well and the thing about that is that um what comes naturally and easily to you doesn't come naturally and easily to everybody And so if you can think about, you know, what are the things that people say like, oh my gosh, you're so good at that, or man, I can't do that. Think about what those things are, and that generally will tell you what you're good at, and also that generally tends to be where we have passion, we're passionate about usually things that we're good at, and that can help you, and again, that gives you that boost to be able to say, okay, okay. I'm passionate about it. Well, that's going to give you that kind of that next thought about just of consistency. If it's something you're not interested in, you're, you know, it won't last long, but that passion can help you truly be a conqueror.
1: And and what I would say is the third component of this, pick something easy, pick something you're passionate about, but you need to pick something and be specific. Um, If you are generic, I'm going to do this sometime this week. You probably won't do it, okay? But if you can say, all right, this week, I'm going to have a Sabbath, all right? And and I'm going to plan in advance to to have the Sabbath. I'm going to plan to have dinner with a friend or a couple of friends. Then all of a sudden, you conquered an entire day by saying, okay, I'm going to set this day aside Uh, to rest i'm gonna set this day aside to reflect on the goodness of god and i'm gonna set this day aside to enjoy this day with some family or friends you just conquered an entire day which can be a catalyst for a week in a lot of beautiful things but be specific
0: Well, Chris, in that, you know, I think uh, there is a sense that sometimes we just kind of keep things in our head. We don't necessarily share them. And I think sometimes we do that because we want the freedom to be able to, like, not do it, to not follow through, to decide later. Um, Yeah, maybe not. So in that, being specific, um, I really would encourage you, let somebody know what you've decided that you want to conquer. Because I feel like there's some things that we just... I know for me, like, I just, like, it just becomes, you know, a mountain, and it really isn't that hard of a thing, it, there's just kind of a block that just, you know, I didn't get it to this week, I didn't get it through last month, I've, I really want to do this, I really want to overcome this, I really want to accomplish this, whatever it might be, but, that specific assignment, tell somebody about it, put it like, put it as an actual appointment in your calendar, but also let somebody else know so that they can follow up and say, Hey, how did that go?
1: Yeah. You want to give them permission to encourage you about it, to ask you about it. You know, it's, it's just one of those things where if whatever it is you want to conquer, if it does not make it on your calendar, you're probably not going to conquer it. All right. And so we've got to get out of our head and literally get this into whatever format. If you're a legal pad kind of person and you still write things down, or if it's putting it in your phone or it's putting it on some to-do list, you have got to get it in the same weighted category as something you would do at work. The same weighted category as something you would do for your children or something of that nature. Give it that same amount of priority placement in your life, and it'll get done.
0: So Chris, as we're talking about being more than conquerors, obviously, um, there's lots of ways you can apply it. But just to keep keep the focus of we're trying, really, a lot of this is moving from being me centered, being man centered, to being God centered, so that we're conquering things that accomplish his mission. Um, and as we think about that, one of the things that you said Um, that I wanted you to elaborate on is, I'd rather struggle doing something meaningful than struggle doing something meaningless. I felt like that resonated with everybody in the room. Give us a little bit more in in terms of applying that.
1: Yeah, you know, there's so much about everyday life that's a struggle, all right? And we can in many ways get on the treadmill of life and we can keep you know ramping up the treadmill where we're going uphill we can keep you know increasing the speed of the treadmill and we're working harder and harder and harder and it doesn't feel like we're really going anywhere. Okay. That's just nature of life in a sinful, fallen, broken world. You can consume yourself with so much busyness, so many non-essentials and yet, um, it's one of those things that it's it's a struggle. It's just a struggle to kind of juggle everything. Well, all right. Can we simplify our life by bringing our priorities into alignment with his priorities? Pick one, two, three things that you're specifically going to make sure that you kind of put the big rocks in that you're going to conquer your calendar instead of being conquered by your calendar. You're going to conquer a specific you know, morning time, a priority time in the morning, and you're going to conquer that each morning, or you're going to conquer that four out of seven days instead of being conquered by the fact that, okay, five or six days gone by, and I've not done it, and I just feel defeated by it. Or you're going to conquer setting aside a Sabbath. When you do those kind of things, You're doing something meaningful. And it's still a struggle. You have to discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. You have to, you know, battle to honor your priorities and every other priority. But on a lot of these other priorities in the world of meaningful versus meaningless, um, there are times that, you know, we will fight like crazy to just do something simple, you know, to go out, you know, and to an event and to, you know, a ball game or something like that. And we'll get all of our work done. But then when it comes to doing something for the kingdom, we will become convenient. We will become casual. We'll become, you know, very excuse oriented. And I would just say, no, if you're going to fight the good fight, fight it for something that's meaningful in life, not meaningless.
0: So Chris, as we come to the end of this series um, and, and you think about all the words that you've been able to share, all the heart and the passion and the, the verses from Philippians, um, what would be maybe your final words as we bring this particular series to an end?
1: I always go back to when it comes to conquering, uh, yeah. what can you do to conquer daily? What can you do to conquer weekly? And the best thing that I've known for the entire entirety of my life is, can I conquer daily through a priority time? That's just the catalyst. Don't treat it legalistically, but treat it like you're having a face-to-face appointment with God, all right? Um, And then what can I do to conquer weekly? Well, let me set aside a Sabbath and let me truly give God that time. Let me truly rest. Let me believe in God's promises. And if I will do those two things, if I will conquer daily and I'll conquer weekly, so many other things will begin to be conquered.
0: All right. Well, I hope this series has been helpful. I hope this podcast has been helpful and we will see you next time.
1: Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's message,
0: share it with a friend and be sure to subscribe to this channel so you don't miss a single episode. Join our movement and help us to prove that love works. You can give towards our mission at OneCityMemphis.org.